0: Hey, guys, it's me, Corvill, BlockBytes. got a great show for you today. We got the real top G, Alex from SysCoin. Of course, Austin Ramped, our in-house G at BlockBytes. We're going to be covering what's going on with Rolex. Uh, It's a new roll-up for Bitcoin. We're also going to be talking about the FOMC Market Watch, the latest ruling in the Binance case, and the big bombshell. Everyone wants to know about it. The Hinneman Documents. So get informed. Stick around, folks. We got a great show for you. Mikey, take me into the rest of the show, man.
1: all right all right we yeah, have yeah, comments yeah. let's welcome alex first alex welcome, welcome. before we go off topic because we're going to start off topic i'm going to tell you all right <laughs> now we're starting off topic alex from Cisco. thank you so much for being here buddy you and i were actually we were on wendy's show a while back that's where i met alex and yeah he, that was fun
0: he, you guys are old he friends. A, he's
1: a real one so we're I'm gonna go back today. yeah so all right a couple of things mikey why didn't why didn't we put the, the why didn't we start with the thumbnail, dude? Like it threw me off completely. I, I we're said, gonna talk I, about this live. We're going I live. Said, we're talking I about it. I said
2: right before we literally came on that there's not gonna be a thumbnail.
1: <laughs> say that. My god, He all did right, so pulling you back off. Give, all give right, me all right. <laughs> and then secondly, you starting the music did not fix the mic. We know that there's microphone issues like really at the beginning. Didn't fix it. Dude, did that was my best it. intro. Yeah, you guys didn't even hear it. it was so it was super fire no i heard it It got got my nipples hard bro it was so freaking as long as it's
0: sexually aroused austin i guess we're good (laughs) so
1: so i want to tell you after our last show that we did and we were way off topic there was like one or two youtube comments which were like ah you guys suck you're i didn't like it so so my response to that is we're doubling down on the level of insanity that we're going to bring during this show. <laughs> Why did <laughs> so we got mind? Alex here. My own team trolls me in the comments. Uh we're doubling down on the level of insanity that we're doing during this show cuz we have so much good shit to talk about that mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just fired up. I'm fired up yeah. and if you don't like it go watch somebody else. This is fun. <laughs> we
0: So we're I, I haven't been on a show crazy. with you before uh and our audience might not. could you give us like a little introduction man syscoin i know that well uh
3: me personally introduction or syscoin introduction dude i want to hear about you personally it's all about you man me? well I'm, I'm the self-proclaimed syscoin top g kind of like oh, the in-house yeah. g austin uh i've been in <laughs> blockchain for what like five years now and uh, joined the Ciscoing team about a year and a half ago. Always been a big fan of what they're doing, uh, what they're building, and all roads kind of lead up to where we're at right now. And it's just uh, very exciting. Uh, very happy to be in this space and just continue to grow.
0: Awesome, dude. I like
1: that. Oh, yeah. That was a.
3: Right, uh, so let me tell. Go ahead.
1: I want to tell a little story. I don't even. Mem- I don't even remember how I found a Rolex, honestly. But so you guys all know, we've got. Ordinal madness over on Bitcoin. And, and you know, the, yeah, the benefit right. of a layer two, let's say on Ethereum, for example, for anyone that's not familiar, is you get the speed and you get the transact, like the pricing of a transaction. The gas fees are low. You get very fast speed, cheap transactions, but you get the security of the main network because what it's doing is it's taking your transactions, batching them, and sending them back to Ethereum, right? So you kind of get the best of both worlds from a scalability standpoint. But Bitcoin is truly the most secure network. It's not Ethereum. I mean, Ethereum is fairly decentralized, also proof of stake. If AWS ever got a wild hair up their ass, they would have a problem. Um, but Bitcoin really truly is the most secure network in the world. And so I forget how I found you guys, man. But somebody referred me over to the, the Rolex Twitter. And it's a, it's a layer two, EVM compatible layer two built on... I mean, it's not built on Bitcoin, but I you, assuming you're you're confirming the transactions back over on the Bitcoin chain is how this is working. Is. Can you yeah. can you break this down, Alex? Yeah, this yeah is Very interesting. So,
3: when when we build, the principle of how we build is with scalability in mind, right? And and if the whole world can't use. Your blockchain, like what's the point? And let's mm-hmm. be honest, you've got all these like cute ideas. You got like DAG technology, delegated proof of stake. You got different programming languages, all the help. But at the end of the day, like most of these popular coins that are still popular and technologies, you know, it's, it's really because there's a lot of money pumped into it. <laughs> and right. I don't really think that we've reached that point in adoption where scalability is yet to be tested. And anytime you get anywhere near close, uh, you got the blockchain either turning off or gas fees just going through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the two most revolutionary technologies at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be Bitcoin, gold standard for security. And then you've got Ethereum, which has essentially uh, introduced programmability to money, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's where we're at right now. Um, what we're doing with Syscoin is combining both of those components And being able to use the modular design in order to be able to scale to those limits. So now you have all these layer twos and Rolex is another one uh, that we have built, which has EVM compatibility, but What we do that's a little bit unique and different or a lot unique and different, not many people or not many Mm -hmm. do is we're merge bind with Bitcoin. So basically, Mm. we're taking Bitcoin's proof of work hash and applying it to the Syscoin blockchain. And that's how we're able to inherit that security.
1: Shut your face. So like, all right, so (laughs) who else? And so I know like. And it's proof of work. It's proof of work. Most importantly. That's actually a really, really important topic because I have this sneaking suspicion when it comes to the SEC that they're trying to find a way to infiltrate proof of stake. Like if they can find a way to frame up proof of stake enough towards a security, they can basically blanket classify all of these different chains. Whereas when it becomes, you know, with proof of work, like I, I, I got into mining for quite a, quite a long time, actually but I was mining Ethereum and other things with GPUs. But let's say, you know, let's say 99% of the miners of the Bitcoin chain go offline, right? And ASICs are no longer a thing. I could hook up this little GPU I've got right back here, put it on the correct algorithm and keep the chain going. And that's decentralized. Like that's decentralized. That's actually what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's interesting. And So a question that I have, the merge mining thing is very interesting, but like when I think of, okay, so Arbitrum, you know, all right, so Arbitrum has a bunch of transactions going on. They're printing these back to the Ethereum chain. Now, mm-hmm. excuse my ignorance with this question, because I know it might sound ignorant, but it's something that is like I'm interested in. There's no ignorant question. Right? <laughs> okay. The structure of transactions on Ethereum, being that there's smart contracts and other things that do not currently exist on Bitcoin are obviously different. Um, and so how are these transactions being secured back? Is it, is it just, it's simply the data you're just writing data into a block on, on, on Bitcoin chain or how's that working?
3: Yeah, so essentially the miners from Bitcoin are securing the Syscoin network with by just mining Bitcoin. It's like simultaneous mining. No extra work is put into it. And the way that we have things running is you have the EVM equivalent side, the Ethereum equivalent side, and then the Bitcoin merge mining, it's all going side by side. So anything Mm. that's happening, whether it's on our layer one, layer two, layer three, it all goes back to layer one. And you have to think of layer one as like that court system of data,
1: and it's all being secured there. This is rad. This is rad. And I think I read somewhere. So as far as the gas on the EVM, is that Syscoin?
3: Yeah, the gas is actually extremely cheap. uh, A fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a penny. See, the thing is, you know, Ethereum realized they have to go modular. if They want to be able to scale to the masses. Mm -hmm. And you could say, okay, great. We're all just going to build layer twos and top of Ethereum, and we'll be happy. We'll be able to scale the world. It doesn't necessarily work that way. A lot of people, well, I'll say a lot of the retail, just casual investor, they don't think about the data availability problem. And that's probably something that the audience really needs to know because that's going to start coming up in the future. It feels like only the developers really pay attention to that. Um, and what that means mm-hmm. is that all these rollups, like you said, Austin, they're posting that data into the layer one. And that's how it's able to scale and go really fast and inherit the security of that layer one, which should be the court system, Right. But what's going to happen over time is it gets just boggled down and when you have to prove that that data is legit to call those contracts to call that information it's going to start adding up and people Mm. are still using ethereum that's the other problem it's like ethereum's running into this weird problem where they might have to de-incentivize usage into the layer one and then say Mm. push everyone over to the layer two so the problem there is that now you might be dealing with rising fees, boggled networks, even on roll-ups with Ethereum. That's why they're working on this sharding, protodank sharding, EIP 4844, whatever. Mm-hmm. Us, on the other hand, we created the layer one purposely to de-incentivize usage there and make it more as like a court settlement thing. That's why, that why it, That's why we keep it lightweight block times are every two and a half minutes mm-hmm. then you scale on the layer two and we have that data availability solution we're the only one with that data availability solution on the layer one so it's completely decentralized and uh, that's what's given us the advantage right now on top of being secured by bitcoin so uh, you could see those gas fees stay cheap remain cheap like forever we're always we always got that future proof mm-hmm. mindset
0: cool so let's say, I mean, we got some questions here in the chat. So we want to get the flow of a transaction here. So I'm on Rolex and I submit a transaction. How is that being, how, how, where does that pass through? Like, what does it go from there? I submit my transaction. It's hitting Rolex, right? Getting processed right. through Rolex. How does that interact with Bitcoin? If it's Raising, not being rolled so, up into the Yeah, Bitcoin essentially block. you
3: roll up the transaction, right? There's two, two second block times. And then those get packaged in, pretend it's like a shipping container or something, Mm -hmm. and we're shipping it from Rolex Island L2 to the L1 mainland, right? Okay. And that L1 mainland is the hub where the Bitcoin security lies because those miners are securing the network through the merge mining process.
1: Okay. Can we think of this like, I mean, you guys have... In some way, shape, or form, this is using the optimism tech. Is that correct?
3: Yes. So the reason why we decided to go with optimism is because they're kind of the most ready. And we're really big on ZK technology. I think it's great for privacy, you know, zero-knowledge proofs and everything, Uh, that's a whole nother freaking math equation that I cannot explain to you. Funny story. I went to like a ZK school. They were offering like a free thing in Berkeley. And I went to like the first two classes. I was like, what the fudge is this? (laughs) like the provers, the verifiers, the polynomial numbers. I was like, yes, I ain't ain't cut out for this stuff. (laughs) Uh, But I did learn a little bit. ZK technology is the way to go, but it's very resource intensive. And it's going to take a while to scale. That's why we went the optimistic route. Um, or, or yeah, the optimistic route uh, through optimism. Optimism is very keen to using zk te- CK technology too. So I think uh, in the long term, we're going to be just fine, um,
1: you know, using that tech stack. So is this going to feel a lot like, you know, transacting on optimism, I would imagine. So when people are asking, you know, they want to get into the minutia of it. If you've transacted on optimism you know, I, I'm assuming you guys are using a sequencer of some sort. Yeah. I'm assuming there is, you know, the, like, as an optimism you have that lag time until like actual finality because it's an optimistic rollup. So we're right. kind of assuming they're all true unless somebody comes in and tells us it's not. You're Un- smart. Unlike bro. ZK, I had to learn it a while back and I, I remembered like a little bit of it. Um, and so, and so pretty much that's, that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah, we
3: can skip that process uh, through bridging um, so people don't have to wait the seven days. Obviously, that's not as secure, and you're looking at probably paying a little bit in fees, but at least there's an Mm -hmm. option there. But yeah, I I totally agree. Like ZK is the way to go long-term, and the way that you described it, I couldn't say it any better.
1: Optimism is very smooth, and I've used it quite a bit. I've never had the seven-day wait time, but where I have found that to be really beneficial is there was an exploit on optimism a while back and due to that seven day wait time they were able to get in and go "Eh, incorrect let's roll this one back uh in the most simple way that i could possibly put that and uh so that was very very interesting uh so cool man dude i'm so fired up now i have a question for you um because like i've been friends with sebastian uh shepsis for a long time or not, not that long, a couple of years. Anyhow, he was the one of like the very first projects to launch on Phantom. And I was doing a lot of work on Phantom at the time. And uh, he launched this project called NFT Gem. And then he kind of explained to me a little bit later on that he had something to do with Syscoin. And then we got real close to Double Sharp, who his name's Justin Silver, but he also did a lot of work with you guys on Syscoin. And I'm wondering, like, <clears throat> you guys have a lot of cool shit going on. And I know it. you have a lot of smart minds under the hood but I don't hear a ton about Syscoin like in the news or like, maybe it may just be my circle. Like, where's what? Wh- why is that? Like, why is it not, not a more prominent name? Because it seems like you guys deserve to have a more prominent so name. We're not right? VC funded like the other guys. Oh, you're it's not just, in the
3: boys club. You're not in the boys club, man. And you know, we, we want to play that game to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. we want to maintain our principles as well. I mean, from a social media standpoint, I think we do a pretty good job. If you look at our communities, they're very uh, dedicated and sophisticated uh, when it comes to knowledge. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, since we've been a coin that's been around since 2014, that hype really isn't there on the retail side. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot has to do with narrative. You know, a lot of narrative is pushed with proof of stake. But... We talked to a few key players, and we can easily spin that narrative back into proof of work. And literally, mm-hmm. I see a day where we're talking mostly about Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Ciscoin. because it's like, it's like you're 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 hot and you're cold, you're north and you're south with with Ethereum and Syscoin. That's Sound our like a Katy
1: Perry song just there. That was good, man. <laughs> cool, man. Bitcoin, mm-hmm. Ethereum,
0: Ciscoin.
1: So I want to pull up y'all's Twitter so everyone uh, knows where to find you. It's at Rolex L2. Strongly recommend you follow these guys and turn on notifications like I just did. So you guys have mainnet hitting 28th of June. Is that still accurate?
3: June 28th. We've got quite a few projects jumping in and then more. I I see it more as a gradual run up once we kind of prove ourselves and people are seeing like, wow, this is a very cheap blockchain to uh, transact on. They're mm. going to start flocking over. That is the, um, we're, we're just trying to make it as accessible as possible, right? Because there's a liquidity fragmentation in blockchain. That's a whole nother issue. And we're just trying to make it easier. So that's what we're consistently consistently going to be working on. And uh, hopefully, you know, it starts to get traction and we start moving up. We've got Sys Labs, which is our for-profit corporation uh, that's building several products. Um, really cool stuff we've got uh, an app that's literally a web3 wallet a chat application and an ai assistant we're working on regulation compliance stuff as we know that's a huge huge thing in the industry right now with sec oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah just imagine compliant rollups that governments and enterprises can use uh, a lot of different things so i'm pretty excited at the direction that we're going and rollups, of course you know that public infrastructure that everyone can use
1: huge man huge thank you so much for breaking that down dude that is like freaking i'm freaking fired up for it so i look forward to seeing mainnet go live and because alex is the top g he's hanging out man he's gonna shoot the shit yeah you the rest of our show here. we got topics mikey I, what are you I, trolling us
2: well no no I, I do i do have one question that i asked um earlier uh with okay. Corval, and I, I wanted to i wanted to hear maybe alex describe it or, or answer the question anyway as long as it's
3: not about polynomial numbers sure <laughs> Never mind. Here, here. See you later. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm gonna
2: drink my uh,
1: coffee.
2: So, you know, like a lot of people like, you know, like with the ordinal fab or fad and um why? Why does Bitcoin need an EVM layer two?
3: You know, this is a good question. Uh and and I didn't bring this up. I thought this was gonna come up, so I'm glad that you brought it up. Is the imagine. ordinals, it's, it's, it's cute, right? It's nice. Like, oh, we, we're doing stuff on top of Bitcoin. But it goes back to the data availability. There is no data availability layer uh, on Bitcoin itself. So that's why you don't really let Bitcoin be Bitcoin. Let it be the, the P2P. Let it be the digital gold. Right. Uh, you, there's ways to leverage the technology without inscribing and messing with all the data and bloating the network and making the fees. Very expensive. That's my take on it.
1: Here, here, cool. here, yeah. here. Good answer, man. But also, there's no smart contract execution. There's no data layer, like you said, on on Bitcoin. Which, what that, the limitations of that are mind blowing. And and it honestly, like, I did not get into the Ordinals. I did not get into the BRC20 phase. Uh, we have a good buddy of ours who does our show on Fridays, Mark, who's super duper into it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but just. If Ethereum is going to be the world's supercomputer and things are going to be deployed on Ethereum, right? Having the ability to secure those assets on top of the, the Bitcoin network, I see as a massive thing. Massive thing, especially if we get if we go down the dare I say, tradfi route, where there are significant assets that need to be secured in a way that Ethereum can't offer, which you know could happen one day. So, agreed. All right, all right, Mike. answer. Hey, Mike. Everyone, Mike moving to El Salvador, by the way uh what do you moving beach
4: When he you moving bitcoin
1: beach yeah bitcoin. he's
0: moving to bitcoin yeah. beach
1: bitcoin, bitcoin city he's right. gonna get a harem and he's going to do the show from down there and, and and we won't see him we'll just see like one of his random girlfriends pop on the stream during the day I thought it was haram. <laughs> is it a is it a harem could be you want it haram to be a, haram? It, it, a harem be whatever you haram. want it to be well i guess it's not actually
0: Haram right. haram is when something is not okay, according to Yeah, you to. can't have too yes. many
3: girlfriends. That's haram, bro. Yeah. But- <laughs> haram is eating pork. Too late. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on.
0: Anymore. All right. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Here. Thanks let's, for get, let's get back into it, guys. So I think that was a good uh good intro to Syscoin, a good uh, statement of value, right? I think we're all kind of interested in Rolex now. Um Indubitably. look at this, Austin. You you wanted me to lead the show. You got all the tabs already open. This is exactly where we're going next, though. This is where See we're going you, next. Baby. Yeah, we got to
1: talk about this. So, all right. <clears throat> so we had, we had a CPI that beat. We had a PPI mm-hmm. that beat, uh, which PPI is, is going to be from what I understand, Powell's favorite metric to go nope, on.
0: Nope. That's PCE. PPI, uh, a little Son bit different
1: bitch. Explain. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I can't lead the show.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh, it's all good. That's why I'm here. Uh, PPI, I think uh, purchasing price index. And then the PC is... Personal, I don't know something else. I know core is expenditures. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that's what he wants to see go down. Okay. Um, so if we look at, look, I got I got another chart here. So we looked Throw at this up, on man. the show yesterday, Throw a it little up.
1: bit. I, I yield my time. Oh well, thank
0: you. <laughs> we looked at this on the show a little bit yesterday. Let me uh, zoom in a little bit here. Uh, this is like CPI broken out into individual, like. Assets or not assets, uh, items, right? So you can see it's kind of complicated, it's a lot more complicated than it's just going down. Some things are going up, some things are going down. But if we just look at uh, everything all at once, let's go, not that one, this one, uh, you'll see it is going down. CPI is going down. So by this measure of inflation, we're looking kind of good, still not where we want to be, but nice downtrend but if you look at pce which we don't have the numbers for last month yet uh not looking good dude (laughs) it's continuing
1: to rise Mm. uh, according to last month so and and explain pce again and this is the amount that manufacturers are paying yeah i believe this is how much
0: manufacturers are paying i think this is actually just a different basket of goods that is being tracked and I think the reason that the Fed likes this more is that this is less subject to seasonal fluctuations. Uh, so, like, gotcha. if we go back to you know this one here, uh, and we go by selected items, you know, we could put like tomatoes, oranges, and like ground chuck. Now, just because <laughs> of like seasonal variations, ground chuck's going up. <laughs> individual I mean, industries have individual problems, you know. Maybe there's like a lot of cows dying or whatever, so chuck goes up. Causes okay. inflation on that asset or that that item. But PCE is more just general like what do you <clears> need to live, baby? Like you might swap things out here and there uh because <clears> things are going up, but if everything across the board is going up, you're done, you're toast. That means you're getting real inflation, and that's, that's what the it. Fed's looking out for. So if you look at this <laughs>
1: okay. So the the big theory that we're expecting to see is we're expecting to see a pause today. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not this will be a perma pause or whether or not it's going to be a pause for this meeting and a wait and see, nobody really knows. But I think the expectation uh, is that Jay Powell is going to come out and say, okay, we've raised rates enough. We're going to keep them here for a little while, right? Which will be seen as a fed pivot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, and of course you know what they actually do at 2 p.m versus what comes out of his mouth at 2 30 p.m like really his speech and the questions that he answers is what's going to matter
0: we should take bets dude because i'm feeling strong i'm feeling strong after my prediction earlier that uh the pause was like 95 90 percent gonna mm-hmm. come and the cme thing look they
1: followed me like little ducklings like little wait you want to take a man-pain? bet listen if you give Let's me nine it. to one i'll take i'll take the opposite side I'll, it says 90 okay, percent win yeah. rate on All you right, you yeah, gotta give me nine to yeah, one, it's one odds bro nine to
0: one it's gonna be a pause so i'll
1: take i'll take nine to one on a raise i know it's gonna be a losing bet but i'll do it just to to you know i'll bet you 20 bucks we, Big, we could add a, an a interesting dub ski. parlay to this Alex, um, what do you think about all this, man? What's your What's your take,
3: man? For giggles, I'll take the nine to one as well,
0: but yeah, I think see, is right.
1: Those.
3: Let's do it. Ten.
0: Wait, how much is a Syscoin going for now? <laughs> a
1: little above twelve cents.
0: One Syscoin. <laughs> I'm putting one CIS coin
3: up. <laughs>
1: um, I withdrawal fees okay, more we'll, than that. We'll,
0: I'm we'll sure go that way. <laughs> I want to see a, uh, uh, but. Honestly, though, what, I, what I'm expecting here, I'm interested in what you guys think. I'm thinking what's probably going to happen, we're going to pause, we're going to reassess as we go along, um, obviously. That, that's kind of what my buddy Jerome said last month, is that they want to take it a little bit slower now because they've raised it so fast, so high. And as a uh, head of the Jerome Powell fan club, I'm speaking with an expert opinion. It's going to be a pause, probably one more, one or two more rate hikes, but spaced out a lot more. Over the next coming months, we're probably okay. not going to see any kind of cut until like late this year if That's it happens. said
1: or next year. I'm sorry, that was inappropriate. What? All right, let's let's keep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only sick people get that joke. Uh, all right, so all right, so let's say we get a oh, pause yeah. today. Uh, right now, I mean, if you look at the S and P, you look at the Nasdaq, like they're cruising. Uh, And in fact, if you were to go back six months ago, if we would have seen this type of run from the traditional markets, Bitcoin would be absolutely flying right now, and we're not through Mm -hmm. regulatory fears or you know whatever the case may be. But I think over time it's going to shake that off. Uh, I think you know we've got we've got Warren Davidson introducing the uh, I forget what the hell it's called. It's basically the restructure of the SEC Act with. Get rid of Gary Gensler and mm-hmm. uh, get rid of that position, put it under the, the control of a board, things like that. I don't I don't wear my hat for it. I wear my hat backwards. This is but this, this <laughs> it is this is a melon. much cooler that way. More it's like an in-house view when you wear it backwards. Yeah, I only go backwards. I, I do have hair. People accuse me of not having hair. Um, <laughs> but so a lot of this plays in because we got the Hinman documents released yesterday, which gave us an inner like like almost a, a peek behind the curtain of the SEC. And there's some really interesting shit that went on. And I think all of this is going to play a role in how the SEC is approaching uh, the crypto markets. And so do you think we could watch this quick video? So this is, here, let me throw my screen up real quick. This is a video that was put out by Stuart Alderati. That's a hell of a name. That's a good name. Solid. Uh, so and this this video, this video is basically a breakdown of exactly what was found in the Hinman documents. And if anyone is like unsure what that means or like why these were important, this is going to break it down for you. So let's can we watch this real quick. Let's get into this. I think this is very, very useful. Best 27 minute video you'll ever watch. Just oh kidding. It's, it's four minutes. Well, <laughs> but it's worth content it. now. Hold on, I let know. me go hey. grab my popcorn real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, <laughs> grab whatever y'all need, man. Get comfy. Just but it's worth watching. Check it out.
5: On June 14th, 2018, then SEC Director of Corporation Finance, William Hinman, gave a high-profile speech where he declared that a token is West not old. a security. It becomes, quote, sufficiently decentralized. But internal emails and documents show that senior SEC officials repeatedly warned Hinman that his speech wasn't true to the law and would greatly confuse the markets even more than they already were. Now, after more than two years and seven court orders, we can finally share some of what we found in the Hinman speech documents. The SEC head of trading and markets warned Hinman that he was making up factors that quote, go beyond the typical Howey analysis, as in not in the law and that the speech could lead to not just confusion, but greater confusion on what is a security. Hinman ignored him. If
4: the network on which the token or coin is to function is sufficiently decentralized, and the purchasers no longer have a reasonable expectation that a person or a group is going to carry out essential managerial or entrepreneurial efforts, those assets might not represent
1: an investment contract. Uh-oh. Okay, so I wanna I wanna touch on this real I like quick because this was guy. this was <laughs> yeah dude he totally went off the rails. What? So uh, this actually was in the recent um, <clears throat> discussion draft that was put forth from Patrick McHenry, where he said if a network is certified as decentralized, because that's part of what his draft said, is you can you can actually get certified as, as decentralized, then the tokens that live with on that network will have a much easier time getting classified as a commodity. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right, let's keep watching this
5: for a little bit. Let's see what the happens. same official told Hinman he should tie his speech, quote, more closely and explicitly to the Howey analysis. Hinman not only ignored him, but uh-huh. deliberately created factors beyond those identified by the Supreme Court in the Howey case.
4: I wanted to just note a few things. This list is not meant to be exhaustive,
5: but these are things that we look at. The SEC's own general counsel warned specifically that it's legally irrelevant if someone retains a stake in a token and is motivated to take action to increase its value and that Hinman should delete it from the speech. And once again, Hinman ignored them and Went said rogue. without any legal support that it was important to ask. As
4: that person or group retained a stake in, or other interests in the digital asset such that it would be motivated to expend efforts to cause an increase in the value of the digital asset.
5: Both trading and markets and the general counsel also disagreed with Hinman's belief that if a network was sufficiently decentralized, information asymmetries would no longer exist, noting that a network creator would likely have more information than a retail holder, using Vitalik Buterin as an example. They warned Hinman that by creating this quote, other category and focusing on information asymmetries, he was exposing a regulatory gap that the SEC may not have the jurisdiction to fill. Again, Hinman ignored them as the network becomes more truly decentralized,
4: <laughs> the ability to even to identify a promoter or to make I the rub requisite the someone reader. that could actually make the requisite disclosures becomes in many cases
5: difficult or um, and perhaps much less meaningful. On June 4th, Hinman wrote that he didn't see a quote, need to regulate Ether as a security. And set up a call with Ethereum's co-founder, Vitalik Buterin, later that week to, quote, confirm Uh our understanding.
1: We're getting into it now. On June 11th, the
5: SEC's own general counsel advised against including any direct statement about Ether in the speech. Because it would be difficult for the SEC to, quote, take a different position on Ether in the future. The next day, Trading and Markets wrote that the statements about Ether were, quote, likely to create more confusion. Hinman ignored all of them and decided to make headlines. Picking winners and losers instead.
4: Moreover, putting aside the fundraising that accompanied the creation of Ether, based on my understanding of the present state of Ether, the Ethereum network, its decentralized structure, we believe current offers and sales
5: of Ether are not securities Mm transactions. The emails show that Hinman knew he wasn't following the law. He knew he was making
1: all right we've gotten i think we've gotten far enough into it that we've gotten the juice chewy we were paid a hundred thousand dollars by ripple to only show this video yeah
0: this video was made
1: by the ripple (laughs) lawyer
3: right
1: it was made by some narrator no i mean here's what the the Ripple lawyer posted this right here's what we've got to infer from this because later on what's going to happen is jay clayton is going to say well, bill hinman gave a great speech i i refer you to it to see what mm-hmm. we consider a security or what we consider a commodity interestingly enough the theory that's coming out is that hinman was making backroom deals with the ethereum foundation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that you know i don't want to you know say he was on the take but that's kind of what people okay. are saying because he completely went against whatever went the sec told him to do because he needed to come out and document that Ether was not a security, that he needed to do so. And so oh, how does this play into the Ripple case? Because there was a, there was a one charge that was levied against Brad Garlinghouse and uh, David Schwartz. Oh, man, I'm screwing up names. Um, but that was basically that they had reckless disregard for, for the law, for the securities laws. And part of their defense is nobody fucking knows what they are uh we just don't know what they are and what this shows is that in 2018 neither did the sec and xrps haven't been around since like 2013
0: i don't know man it seems like there was a lot of like contention inside the sec because he's got his lawyer saying like look man you shouldn't say this (laughs) like don't say this like this is not our policy don't say this and Hinman just said it anyway
3: again Hinman ignored them yeah
0: exactly again if it was just
1: if it was just Hinman though then it could have been okay but the problem is you have the SEC chairman referring back to the Hinman speech as guidance and then the SEC put that speech on their website that's what puts them in a jackpot
0: I feel like the cat was like out of the bag so the chairman had to be like well fuck man I can't make it look like I don't have control over my guys. I got to, I got to co-sign this. I I don't know. I don't know his motivation. Maybe he was on the take too, because I don't know if I was the lawyer who was like making these suggestions and he just ignored all my suggestions. I'd probably just like resign. I'd be like this, this thing is is done. (laughs) We're out of here. But there, because like it's saying the uncertainty that he introduced with this speech seems to be like why we're in this position now. Otherwise Mm -hmm. the SEC would have been able to just, you know, make the rules, um, but I guess he does by creating that regulatory gap. I guess it is favorable for our industry because it's saying that the securities laws are not sufficient to exactly. To and handle. that's what
1: this tweet kind of outlaw outlines. This is Paul Graywall; he's chief legal officer at Coinbase, and he says the regulatory gap, proof from the him and emails of what we've been saying to the third. Circuit to Congress and to SEC that the securities laws are incomplete when it comes to digital assets. And what's especially interesting about this is in 2021, Gary Gensler himself said the securities laws are incomplete to regulate digital assets. I implore Congress to give me, you know, particular guidance. He changed his tune back Mm -hmm. in, you know, at, at the beginning of 2022 when they started just railing against these companies did you guys see the tweet oh i gotta find it now it was absolute gold from library yesterday
0: oh yeah we should have we should have i got it i got it dude it is like
1: it would be way better it is literally one of the the greatest tweets uh that i've ever seen oh yeah here it is really regretting that we didn't bribe the sec like ethereum did if you get the chance to bribe government officials please do it it's worth every penny <laughs> like, yes dude this is the shit Savage. this is the best it's so brutal um, man so where are we though with all of this i mean this gave us a little bit of insight but i don't think it's a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination and like My gut tells me the best we can hope for in the XRP case is like some of the things are thrown out, you know, maybe not a full win in the sense that, you know, they overcome on every single charge. But like the, hey, you couldn't have possibly followed these laws because nobody ever gave you any guidance. Like if we Mm -hmm. actually get that in a court document, you know, it could force the hand of the SEC because they just came forward and said they need another 120 days or something on the Coinbase thing. You
0: know? Yeah, they just keep kicking the can down the road. Um, it does seem like, uh, I mean, I've said it before, and I think this is the common consensus that this is just like them trying to claim ground, the SEC trying to claim ground because they don't have really, like they're struggling to come up with like specific rules because they don't want to paint themselves into a corner, but they're already like in a corner. Uh, and they mm-hmm. want to seem like they want to, that they're taking serious actions in the wake of FTX. I saw a YouTube video about it, this great expression I haven't heard in a while. It's like them trying they're they are closing the barn door after the horse has already bolted. Like FTX already happened, and they missed their chance. Even mm-hmm. though Gensler was all cozied up to them, he for some reason couldn't see the problem right in front of his face. Well, do you, you know, know why?
1: Like, well, you're going to say he's greasing their palms? No. Well, maybe. But his boss at MIT mm-hmm. was Caroline Ellison's father. Hmm there's they're complete it's an incestual whole thing there so the oh. fact that he got in front of Gary Gensler was not by chance it was not because he was a huge downer is because he had the connections that's the reason that a no action letter was even being discussed
0: ah and so that that tweet from um old boy what's his name sbf saying i'll have some things for my old sparring partner referring to cz this is him getting his girlfriend's dad's <laughs> lackey to ta- tackle by man <laughs> yeah but you know like
1: none of none of the executives at um ftx were like particularly charismatic maybe they were smart uh Mm -hmm. to some degree but like you look at sam i want to call him sam tabasco sam trabuco like (laughs) if you ever watch the dude i couldn't even get through like 15 minutes of a video of him because it's just like my god this guy but you look at caroline ellison and, and when she took over as CEO, cause when he stepped away, they were co-CEOs. When she took over as CEO, this is before the debacle happened. And she starts g- taking to Twitter and doing all this weird shit. And I'm going, the fuck, why is she in this position? Like why, what qualifies her to be there? Mm-hmm. Lineage lineage qualified her to be there. And yeah, you know, true. they worked at Jane street together and they had, you know, some history. That's how they came to be. But anyhow, it's uh you're right nick we cannot make this shit up my friend so where do we stand dots alex what do you think i think it's all theater man
3: a a great a great man i think his name was austin i saw a tweet from him the other day it's like what do they do first they fight you you want you want to finish that one first they ah, fight
1: you then that was misattributed to me. I did not actually say that. <laughs> Neither did Gandhi actually. I don't know who the hell said it, but you know, I do think we're in the fight you stage. Thank you for thank you for your patronage. Yeah, honestly. I I, I, I think
3: that's where we're at and they are going <laughs> to essentially try to wa- try to find a way to just get involved and take over. So, uh, in in between all this, we've got all this content, all this theater to consume and talk about.
1: All the world's a stage, my
0: friend. True, true. Absolutely. Let's talk realistically, though. Realistically, what do you think crypto is going to be? I mean, because it's going to be regulated, right? Like, you can't have markets existing right. that are just operating willy nilly. That's probably not going to happen. They're going to at least want to get effective taxation going. But mm-hmm. if they can't peg it as a security, um, are they really going to modify existing securities laws to incorporate crypto? Like, they're going to be. Ex- specifically in the case of crypto because i have an idea i'm asking a leading question because i I have an idea well
1: what it sounded like from my understanding is they would give us a definition and that definition actually has a lot to do with the token sale that was done Mm -hmm. how how the token is distributed how much money you actually collected and who you collected it from and and what network it lives on right so those are some things but from what i understand is if there are some tokens which are deemed securities there's going to be a window to come into compliance and a clear roadmap, exactly how you can do that. It may not be easy. It's going to require like a lot of reporting and things of that nature from, from what I understand from the bill. Um, but it, it at least exists and it'll, it'll, you know, probably spurn an entirely new, new industry in the law profession of, all right, let's get you into compliance here in this particular way. So at least it has to exist. That's the problem. It doesn't exist. hmm
0: yeah, I think um, I think I think you're right. I mean they they're, they're going to have to have some kind of regulation, right? To 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 make this function, but I think they're really wanting to prevent crypto's integration into the existing financial markets in any significant way. So I think honestly what they're really going to try and do, anything that's really realistically going to get passed is if they can't shut it down through the current SEC actions because what it seems like is it's it's this is directly like the sec trying to shut down the crypto industry as much as possible silo it off cut it off push it off
3: let's take a step back and talk about the technology side of things because that affects there's an effect there Mm -hmm. because the whole ethereum proof of stake move from proof of work to proof of stake that that was a whole narrative shift right and what did that effectively entail Well, now with these proof of stake, you've got all these validators. Mm -hmm. Maybe the governments are trying to infiltrate that system where they're controlling a bunch of these validators. And at the end of the day, that'll allow them to block certain transactions from coming through, which I believe, you know, Coinbase and a few other ones can already do with their validating set.
1: Mm -hmm. Great point.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that seems... Fairly realistic to me too. I mean, if there's anyone that right? Yeah, if there's anyone that's got enough uh, money to just build a massive farm of validators to 51% attack, it would be you know governments, nation states, right? So that that is true. That is a big attack vector that I think a lot of people kind of overlook. Well, um, I don't even.
1: I don't even think it's necessarily an attack vector that would be publicly known. I think it's the same way that they're reading your text messages. You're not going to know it. It's just going to happen. And I think that's kind of what Alex is saying is it's a way for them to infiltrate. And that was another theory that was put forth Mm -hmm. is that that Gensler, we know he's in the pocket of the banks. We know that he's a Warren disciple, that bitch. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it could be that he's trying to do away with the incumbents to allow the Trad 5 friends to come on in and take over. That's, that was another theory that was put forth that actually does make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me too. And I mean, what would they would do with it? I mean, like what would be the end of that? I suppose is the real question. Is it just to, to have greater control, censorship control over the system, I suppose, Mm -hmm. uh, the same way that they have over banks, you know, like they can freeze your bank account. They can roll back transactions, all that sort of thing um indeed definitely definitely possible but but there is like i guess the there's like very low barriers to like get in and out of different crypto networks right like you could just bridge around like crazy so would would just controlling just say like ethereum really shut it all down the whole system down i guess possibly if it's fully infiltrated what do you what do you think alex
3: i mean what what about all these other chains? I mean, most of it's proof of stake stuff, so mm-hmm. they can get control of those. You want to get control of Phantom, you want to get control of uh, freaking Cardano, Solana? It's mm-hmm. not that difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree. I think it, I think it's something that, that could easily be done. And it could it could honestly easily be done by <clears throat> we're going to shut you down. Or you're gonna put a backdoor in your next firmware update. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Uh you remember in Silicon Valley that show you ever see it where the Chinese kid he, he goes back to Chinese, like doing Chinese Reddit and China, yeah, yeah, Chinese mm-hmm. Facebook, but he's got to put a backdoor in all of them because that's what the government required. And yeah. I, I could see that, you know, completely, I could see that completely being the case uh with this. So uh, honestly, Wally, like even though I don't interact a lot with proof of work networks. I would I would tell you that in my heart as somebody that mined for a while and I like understand the intricacies of it, I would say proof of work is hands down the best way to secure a network.
3: The Ciscoin plug right here. <clears throat> you can use a proof of work network with a, a proof of stake experience or an Ethereum experience. It's, it's simple. Try us out. I
1: have a lovely AMD fifty seven hundred here if anyone wants it. I'll <laughs> i should probably sell it on ebay man the ai boys are going nuts for that shit right now but uh but but listen i i think i think a lot of the move like you understand that the white house right now is saying climate change is our big existential threat like we're all gonna fucking burn up and die california's gonna be underwater florida is just gonna we're all gonna drop into the center of the earth because whatever right it's a narrative. There's always a narrative. They never actually happen. Um, <clears throat> but I, I do believe also that Ethereum may have kowtowed to that narrative. You know, I, I think that was a big push. Absolutely. And like the entire Bitcoin network, I, I read this the other day uses less than the equivalent of the the closed dryers, like your your washer and dryers, in the United States. Hi, Mikey. <laughs> Good to see you, Mikey popped in. Mikey's a part of the show now. He just comes continue, and he goes. Continue, because I have something to say about this. Okay, cool. Well, you should just be a co-host. We'll just keep you on.
2: No, no, no. I, mean, I like pop, I like popping in. I like popping in. <laughs> <is a>
1: cool <laughs> so, pop in. so this is this is something to where the actual impact of Bitcoin is so absolutely minuscule, and then they have ways of refeeding back into the electrical grid to actually make it more supportive of the grids. Um, that it, it is completely a non-issue unless you watch mainstream media and let them impregnate you with the ideas that they, they need you, you know, my. they hypnotize you with COVID, they hypnotize you with vaccines, they hypnotize you with climate change and I use a condom and so. <laughs> and, and, my, and Mikey's condoms. So, I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is go ahead, Mikey, I'm interested. Well, so, so you got, you got
2: on the topic about, uh, and I don't want to, like, take away too much from the conversation, but you got into the topic of, uh, you start talking about uh, climate change and Bitcoin. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions about Bitcoin and its energy, cons- its energy consumption is that it actually, what does it do? It, it incentivizes green energy. It incentivizes, uh, like, like, you know, people love mining Bitcoin and they're going to try to use or they're going to try to develop a way to do it as green as possible. Because it's, yes. it's cheaper. For, because it's cheaper for them to Great do point. it. As yeah. as,
3: it's getting more renewable every year.
1: Right. <clears Exactly. throat> that's an You're excellent welcome.
3: point. Thank You're you, Mikey.
1: Thing. You just show up, you drop heat, and then you leave, man. I oh, pop boy. in. I pop in. I feel so used. I pop out. Mikey, smash and dash. That's what we're going to call him.
0: Oh, so we're God. proof of work, Maxies now.
1: Yes. Wow, <laughs> pro- listen, proof yes. of work is
0: proof of work. Pro- green, pro- green. Max probably
1: look the safest.
0: Solar power proof of work. Here, here's my,
3: here's my, my thought process. There's nothing wrong with proof of stake in the right area. Mm-hmm. Like with these L2s, decentralized sequencing, if you need governance, you need proof of stake, totally fine. But the court system should be that layer one, the consensus system. That's where you should really be as secure as possible and be using proof of work.
1: Mm-hmm. And for anyone that doesn't know what merge mining is, that's essentially where you can, like for, in your instance, you turn on the SHA 256 algo, you point it towards a particular, like let's say, mining pool or whatever, and you're mining Bitcoin and Syscoin at the exact same time, right? And yep. a little we, bit of that hash power is being diverted towards Syscoin, or how exactly does no, that No,
3: no hash power. We're just, um, we just have the hash rate. So we've got about 20 to 30% at any given time of the global hash rate. Uh, Bitcoin, meaning twenty to thirty percent of people who mine Bitcoin are mining Syscoin. Uh, okay. Another example of merge mining: uh, RSK, r- Rusk, Risk—I don't know—and then uh, Dogecoin actually is merge mined, but with Litecoin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, it's here, a here. fairly uh, well known concept <clears throat> in tech. Satoshi talked about it, not on the white paper, but on one of the forums. Right. Um, you know, imagine if you were to build Ethereum all over
1: again, you just merge mine it merge mine oh, yeah. So I, I I found a really interesting tweet from this guy okay. I don't I don't even know who this guy is William William Mogayar Mogayer Mogair? Mo Gayer. Exactly. Uh Bill, Bill Mo Gayer, He's the author of the Business Blockchain Token Summit on coins.com, but he says six recent small wins from the crypto industry, and these, these are something. So the SEC wants 120 days to respond to Coinbase's rulemaking deadline. We talked about that, shows the SEC is stalling and felt cornered. Judge ruled the SEC cannot shut down Binance US, and that's our next little topic, uh, and asked that both parties compromise on a solution. The Hinman emails revealed that the SEC did not follow through on the path he opened for allowing some tokens to be classed as non-securities, showed he had tacit approval. Might need to Google that word later, but no follow-up. Financial committee hearing on clarity and digital assets went well. GOP majority whip revealed that Gary Gensler told Congress last year, 2021, or 2022, excuse me, he needed legislation to regulate the digital asset industry, yet this year he's saying he doesn't need it. Oopsie on that one. Uh, in 2018, a Gary Gensler video surfaced with him saying BTC, ETH, Litecoin, and Bitcoin cash, which, by the way, at the point that he made that statement, those were all proof of work networks, to be fair, uh, that are they're not securities. And last week, Caitlin Long's Custodia Bank was allowed to pursue Fed supervision membership via other channels despite the Federal Reserve's objections. Is the SEC blinking? Maybe. Is the U.S. industry winning? Maybe. Small wins matter. I wouldn't count the chickens yet, but this all points to the industry's fight is worthy. And quick plug for across the chains, Mark Jeffrey is going to have Caitlin on uh, this Friday to talk about Custodia Bank. Oh, yeah. So, the, word, lots the, word go- tacit.
2: the word tacit means understood or implied without being stated.
0: Mm. Thank you.
1: Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, see, learn something new every if day. you got
0: anything from this show, you got that. You got the word tacit.
1: So we talked about Binance US, Mm -hmm. and so the SEC went for the jugular. Uh, They went for a complete freeze of all of the trading platform's assets. And this was a small win, but a win nonetheless, because in the past, a lot of judges have just straight up said, well, you're the SEC and you're some scammy crypto guys, and we're just going to go with the SEC. Uh, and the federal judge overseeing the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's case against Binance and Binance U.S. declined to order a temporary restraining order, freezing the U.S. trading platform's assets. <clears throat> Representatives of Binance U.S. said they mainly wanted to be allowed normal operating expenses and that they were not willing to accept the death penalty represented by a total asset wow. freeze. Yep. So they, they told him, they said, go on back. Get us a list of what normal operating expenses are. Now, I found this to be kind of interesting, the securities versus commodities part. So Judge Jackson, not Reverend Jackson, also dove into the foundational question at the heart of the suit. What makes a crypto asset a security? And is it a commodity if it isn't a security? Though the judge asked some elementary questions about the issue, she was not satisfied with the answers. Near the opening of the hearing, the judge asked SEC attorneys to distinguish between a crypto asset and a mm-hmm. crypto asset security. SEC attorney Matthew Scarlato told the judge that the regulator had provided several examples of cryptos it believed were securities in the broader complaint. So they just re- referred you back to the complaint. We're not going to tell you what it is, but here's a list of the ones that we say are, but was also reserving the right to assess the rest of the tokens on the exchanges later. The judge asked the SEC and later Binance whether the other cryptocurrencies were commodities. The ones that they, I don't know, you're not calling securities. What are they? She asked, diving into the issue. She later asked if BNB is a commodity since the company had argued it was, I think they mean wasn't a security. It is a crypto asset, Martin Mm -hmm, said. mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting. And I get the feeling that There will be so much precedent set in the next year or two where the SEC is spinning plates everywhere. And granted, they're a big organization. They're well-funded. But one fuck-up that gets precedent set is going to be used by the entire industry, right? Or one one big win for them uh, is also going to be unfortunate for the industry. And I think the good news that we have here is that at least the at least one side of Congress is is firmly in the crypto is good camp, um, you know. So for now, as long as it's well, politically convenient. listen, yeah, exactly. Whether it's a Republican talking point because it wins the younger voter, or whether it is something they actually believe in, I don't know. Robert F. You know Kennedy Jr., who's running for president, firmly believes in in Bitcoin and the right to have sovereign money. And he's also a kind of guy that's operating out of the system because what gives a government power, like they say that the people give them power. That's not true. The money gives them power. The money is what gives them power. And you are directly threatening their power if they don't have control over this new form of money. End of story. True, true.
0: You know, technically it's the monopoly on violence that gives the government power, but <laughs> the money, well, you helps, gotta have the money, the, money the financial
1: warfare that. happens before the real warfare does you know
0: yeah i mean that's true um you got to pay soldiers is basically what it boils down to but yeah there's I a think, whole flow chart uh, to the thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. no they
1: they put people into they the united states commits financial terrorism period end of story they do that they put other countries indebted um into a place of subservience to continue the use of the united states dollar as the reserve currency like that shit happens and when you get world leaders that start to question that or move outside of that. I don't know how much we're doing today. Yeah, Alex knows, man. They come after you well, if, if it's someone they can squash easily. If it's China and India and all these guys and the BRICS, well, now they're banding together. They're like a union. They're like saying, you know, hell no, we won't go. Mm-hmm. Burning the bras and things like that. Yeah, and that's kind of <laughs> um,
0: why crypto's in this risky little position, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Because it lifts that little bit of control. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that the reason why, uh, you know, this is really ramping up recently is because, uh, and I think we touched on it earlier in, in a previous episode, is that the idea that the U.S. wants to have as tight a control over the monetary system as possible, specifically right now with the geopolitical situation that's playing out both in Russia, Ukraine, and in China, so loosening they want to make the dollar as powerful as possible. And if crypto is a way to get out of the dollar and easily transfer value to other currencies through other stable coins or to other assets, not something they really want to see happening. So they're just trying to jam this up right now. That's why I'm kind of like hesitant to say like anyone really believes in, in politics right now, anyone has really any strong feelings about being truthful or honest about what they actually want to classify crypto assets as they don't, they may not actually believe them to be commodities or securities. They truly probably occupy that gray area in the middle, but to achieve our current political needs, uh, it needs to be shut down. Is kind of how the government's viewing it. I think.
1: Hmm, interesting. Well, I don't think it's going to be. Hello, my friends. Yep. I probably am going to get so to, to end, you know, the episode on an interesting note, Yellen finally admits the inevitable. She said, expect a slow decline of the United States as the reserve currency. They're kind mm-hmm. of like, it's almost like this Did was she, the point. It's almost like, I don't know, was it all? I hate to be the conspiracy theory guy, but like, I totally am. Like, it's almost like they scripted are. this shit, you know? Yeah, dude. Wait, we got a hear movie this. about does she, this does she, pretty soon. This year, it will be.
0: Say- uh, expect quality of life to decrease as people pillage what they can, or is that his? Is that his commentary? Uh, no, no, no. I think that's
1: his. Do you want to watch the video real quick?
0: Uh, we, yeah, let's see. yeah,
1: watch the video because I want to hear All right. this.
2: Really. All right. Oh, Mikey's back. <laughs> Mikey. Hi, Mikey.
1: How you doing, dude? I pop in. I pop in.
3: I'm a popper. And taking that into consideration would be more thoughtful, as we may be creating a paranoia around the world where people are so quiet. Turn it up, Boston. I know. I can't. I don't
6: think I can get it any higher, dude. Um, as high as it goes, I'm sorry. They can be the subject of those sanctions um, are motivated to look for um, other tools other than the dollar to engage in mm-hmm. transactions. So but even our something friends- we have to accept. It, it, it is um, much more difficult to find other um, tools to make payments, other currencies, when we work jointly But we even have our friends,
4: like France, also looking for other currencies and pushing it.
6: You know, France and some of our allies were not happy when um, we pulled out of JCPOA and imposed sanctions, and, um, but there, I I would say there is virtually no meaningful um, workaround uh, for most countries, for using the dollar as reserve currency.
3: Very well, and, and I understand your earlier, you made he made some statements about it being the most stable option with rule of law and liquidity and all yes. that. But isn't it the fact that uh, the use of the dollar has diminished and, and gone down against competing currencies over the years?
6: There's been some increase in holdings of other reserve assets, but that's something to be expected uh, in a growing world economy where there so is a expect, desire to diversify but so we should expect reliance less use of the dollar
3: is what you're saying we, we should, ex- we, should
6: we, sh- we should expect in over time gradually in- increased share of other assets in reserve holdings of countries
0: okay yeah that's okay so for, for also you're muted. Though, she, she. dude did. Janet Yellen mentioned
2: muted. that the uh, JCPOA, that people were mad when we pulled out of that. The JCPOA is uh, the joint comprehensive plan of action to ensure that Iran's nuclear program will be exclusively peaceful.
1: Mm. Just, you Interesting. Interesting. What you so she's saying that's why
0: France is trying to transact in other currencies. Come on, get real.
1: Get real. You know what they're pissed about? We domesticated French fries. They're still mad about that <laughs> shit, man. They're still pissed off about it. Freedom well, fries. Well, all right. So, yeah, this is this is a reasonable thing to assume. And the more sanctions, the more the United States tries to be the bully and they that they are the bully through financial sanctions. I mean, let's call it what it is. And like the more countries are going to be pushed in a different direction. And eventually enough of them are going to join together. I don't know when it's going to happen, but eventually enough of them are going to join together that the power that they hold will be sufficient to dethrone. I think it will happen. No, it's impossible, dude. What are they going to do? You're, I know you don't believe that. You, do, you had the chart of the various reserve currencies. Look, they start using these other reserve currencies. Look, the only uh, the
0: point of having to be in the world reserve currencies, you get to bully people around. So it's like you just get to pick who your bully is if you're switching to different reserve currencies. Um, the only answer, really, I'm thinking it's Bitcoin, guys. Now, that's one that won't bully you. you use Bitcoin. What's it going to do? I
1: don't know. Maybe Michael like, Saylor might bully Michael dictator. Saylor can bully us. Is- Michael Saylor
0: can vote. Yeah. <laughs> you right. Michael Saylor all could right. decide my import policy. Yo, I have a <laughs> call really in like media. a
1: couple minutes. I got to jet. I got to get off of this thing. I apologize to all of you. I just figured well, I would say it publicly.
0: All good. Well, <laughs> I had a fun time on this show. Thank you, Alex, for joining it. us. Man, um, I am
3: absolutely honored to be on this show. It was wow, a fantastic time. Uh, great to have you, bud. Great yeah, to have yeah, you. Yeah, You're welcome example. back anytime. Um, oh, I'll, I'll take that for sure.
1: Open door. Open door. Open right. door policy. I like oh, yeah, that, guys.
3: Be
0: sure to like us, subscribe to us, uh, <laughs> follow us, all the whole shebang. Uh, what else I got to say, Austin? Uh, go to the Discord. I got a million. I got a million calls to action for everybody in the chat.
3: Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, make sure you follow. You have
0: all a good them. time. Yeah, that's do it, it all, dude. Hit follow us on all socials. Retweet us on all socials. Retruth us everything. And uh, this is Corvall signing off. Thanks again, Alexis, Coin Austin. Great time doing a show with you guys. Likewise. Adios.
1: We out. You guys. <laughs> Later, y'all.